get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Come on, St. Louis hockey fans, stand up and cheer. The Blues are back strong. This is our year. It's the Blues turn now. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Yeah, it's the Blues turn now. With that Al McKenna slap shot, you know we can't lose. Let's do that hockey. Come on, St. Louis! All over the hockey universe, the note is the news. Welcome to Season 7, Episode 31 of Let's Go Blues Radio, the first, the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. We're live on Wednesday, January 16th, 2019. This is franchise episode number 164 all time. That's a lot. Uh, I'm your host, Kurt Price. Uh, my co-host, Jeff Ponder, is here with me, and Bill Day uh, will hopefully join us here shortly. He's dealing with a puppy issue that <laughs> apparently it's, a, it's quite the mess. That's all I'm going to say about it. That's <laughs> what it sounds like. <laughs> uh, to interact with us uh, are the show on social media. Follow us on Twitter, where most of our interaction takes place. It's at LGB Radio. My Twitter handle is at Kurt Price. Jeff's is at jponder94, and Bill's is at billybluenote. Also follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, and the website is letsgoblues.com. And uh, we'll try and op- open up the show later for folks to join us on the air to talk some hockey, if you'd like. And uh, please check out the letsgoblues.com shop uh, for a reasonably priced shirt mugger sticker. And we have the uh, Chris Pronger Retire 44 shirt out there, so give that a look. Jeff Ponder is a, uh, a consumer of that shirt. I am. Uh, I actually meant to bring it with me on my little journey to New Jersey for this episode. I made it sound like I came to this came to New Jersey just for this episode. <laughs> That's not true. Um, Test, but, uh, we're testing I the boundaries. Bring, I, meant, I meant to bring it with me, and I completely left it uh, back in St. Louis. So I'm sure my wife is wearing it every day for me. Uh, yeah, Jeff is joining us from uh, the Garden State, the beautiful Garden State of New Jersey. The part, the part that I'm in, it's about 20 miles outside of Newark, which is literally one of the, it looks like ground zero, one of the worst spots in, in the country. Um, but uh, where I'm at, it's far enough away from Newark. It actually is kind of pretty out here. It's 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 amazing. I found a pretty part of New Jersey. Wow, good. That's and that's. Uh, I'm not. I mean, I watched the entire series of The Sopranos, and uh, I'm not sure if it takes place near Newark or not. But it's in New Jersey. I know that. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's uh, the area I'm in right now is called Westfield, and uh, it's very pretty. A lot of the this is where a lot of the I think the Devils live in this area somewhere, and uh, kind of I guess the Chesterfield or Kirkwood of. Uh, New Jersey. So where I'm at is it's kind of nice, but, uh, but yeah, definitely it's one of those, you cross the train tracks and, uh, you're not where you want to be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, the, uh, the official beers of episode 164, um, Jeff, 
do you have a beverage this evening in the beautiful Garden State of New Jersey? First of all, uh, you mentioned um, the original Blues podcast of uh, 2011. I uh, want to point out that these are the original hosts yes. of Let's Go Blues Radio. That's true. No bill. No. So see you later, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, roles are reversed, though. I used to be in your shoes and you were in mine. And, this works out better. And uh, and there's no Jeff Queeran. That's right true. Now. Yep. Our good friend Jeff Queeran was on the original St. Louis Blues radio. It was it a first couple seasons, season and a half he was there or something like that? or Maybe for yeah. Let's Go Blues Radio, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. St. Louis Blues Radio. Oh, St. Yeah. St. Louis Blues Radio back then. That's true. That's true. <laughs> we went through a name change. We rebranded. We did. Safer. We just didn't want to get sued. Safer. Safer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so my beer of the episode is uh, one of my favorites, one of the first beers I actually ever had. Uh, when I was uh, 18, I traveled up to Canada, and uh, 18 is the legal drinking age. So uh, I'm acting like 18 was the first time I ever had a beer. That's not really true. But You were 13. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have a Labatt Blue tonight, a great Canadian beer, uh, smooth, uh, basically the Canadian version of Bud Light. Uh, but uh, I don't know, I think it's got a little more flavor. It goes down a little smoother, and I always enjoy a good Labatt Blue. Oh, I, I think Labatt Blue is much tastier than Bud Light. I agree. I, 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 was, being, I was being generous to Bud Light. Okay. Well, no, I, I don't. <laughs> I'm not a hater of, of Bud Light like a lot of people are. I, I mean, I. I, I much prefer dozens of other beers, obviously, but it's, I, I mean, I, the thing with me is, I think I said this before, is that I, if I start off the evening drinking Bud Light, I'm fine. But if I have more flavorful beers uh, to, start, to start the evening and then I go switch to a Bud Light, it's, uh, it's, it's terrible to me. So I, I can't, I can't really? switch back. I can't go back. I, if I, if it's, I've already, my palate is already accustomed to, for the evening, for that kind of thing, and and if I go to Bud Light, it's just not it's, it's not it doesn't work for me. So I guess we just have different mindsets because the way that I look at it as I need a, a couple good beers to get started and uh, and taste the flavor, but then when I've had a couple, it's like okay, I'm feeling pretty good. I can just drink whatever the hell I want now, <laughs> and I can just down beer without even uh, really tasting it. <laughs> so you've got your buzz with the. With the more flavorful beers and with the good just, beer, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I see me. I'll just drink absence of light all night long. That's, I mean, that's what I'll do. So I, I don't, uh, I don't like going back going to Bud Light after I've had something else. It, huh? It, it don't no work for me. And I will say that when I go out with my buddies, whenever my friends and I are hockey teammates, you know, we're getting a couple pictures and stuff. I definitely drink Bud Light. I have no problem drinking Bud Light. It's just uh, yeah. like you said. I, I just have a, a lot of different beer that I like ahead of Bud Light. Yeah, and I, uh, I, I mean, I, I've said before on the show, I'm a, I enjoy the Bud Light Orange, so I, <laughs> I yeah, which a lot of people do not like. I'm like, oh, screw you guys, I like it, I don't care, drink what you like. Um, there are people that like uh, sour beers, I don't like those. There are people who like uh, IPAs. I'm not a big fan of IPAs either. So, uh, to each their own. Uh, mine, and I'm on my second one, just. Just now is the I've had this before on the show a few times. Uh, Sam Adams cherry wheat, which I, I enjoy, um, and and I had M and M's to pair with it, but they are now since gone. So, 
M and M's and cherry wheat. I mean, I, I've said this a number of times. There's, you know, it's chocolate covered cherries. It's good. Uh, can't go wrong with that. No, no. Uh, it, it's really a can't miss. I mean, really, just uh, today in blues history, courtesy of the at STL Blues History Twitter account, January sixteenth, two thousand nineteen. As I try and read this while I open a beer with an opener, this is not a twist off. Uh, Glenn Hall, 1968. Glenn Hall was the first player to represent the St. Louis Blues in an all-star game on January 16, 1968. He allowed one goal on 14 shots, which is damn good in an all-star game. Uh, the all-stars lost 4-3 to three versus the Toronto Maple Leafs. Different era, different kinds of all-star games, different play. There was checking in the in, in those games. And, uh, yeah, 4-3 to three is very low scoring. Uh, that's unheard of nowadays. Yeah, I, that's that's always an interesting thing you look at when you see that the old All Star games were was it the, I guess it was the home team versus the All Stars uh, for a while. Well, wasn't it the uh, for a while the was it, for a while was the Cup winner that would play okay. the All Star team, but and I and the Maple Leafs won it in '67. Uh, so okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, yeah the, the Stanley Cup winner, and yeah. I think that's an interesting take. Now, I've people this year. Because those are paying attention to the standings outside of the central, the Tampa Bay Lightning are just far, far beyond everybody else. The Toronto Maple Leafs are second in that division; they'd be first anywhere else. Yeah, uh, and they're what 16, 14 points back. They are. So, they are. They are sixteen. Fifty-eight points for Toronto and seventy-four for Tampa Bay. That is that's ridiculous. Ridiculous. So we uh, a lot of people have been saying. What if you took an NHL All-Star team from the West and played the Tampa Bay Lightning? What would that game look like? It uh, might be a lot closer than people would think. You know, I mean, well, it depends. Are you playing for show or are you playing to win? That's, I mean, if you're playing to win, Tampa Bay wins that game, I think. I think so. I, I, that's I think, what I was thinking. I think if you're playing without, uh, you know, without checking, without uh, guys busting their ass, I think the, the uh, an All-Star team might win. Well, yeah, you're not going to have Ryan Callahan out there against Connor McDavid. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, 1966, January 16th, 1966. Curtis Joseph returned to St. Louis for the first time after being traded to the Edmonton Oilers. It's a dark period in Blues history as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Keenan, uh, being Mike Keenan, did not have the starting lineups announced that night for the Blues in their 5-1 to one loss. <laughs> Just like, whatever. That, the, there was uh, a there was a newspaper article attached to it that uh, uh, Joseph was uh, usually he didn't like pump his fist or celebrate a a regular season win kind of like that but uh, he was very animated after that victory to uh, kind of stick it to Keenan. Can't really blame him. No, I, Blues fans probably wanted him to win that game too. Yeah. God, Joseph was Joseph is my all time favorite Blues goalie. I think he's the one of the probably top three best players not in the Hall of Fame right now. Yeah, yeah, he's. Uh, uh, I think he's uh, widely regarded as the best goalie to never win a cup, too. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he's he was all the goalie. Um, I was, a, you know, my my heyday was more Grant Fuhrer, I guess. Um, but my early years of being a Blues fan was. Uh, uh, Curtis Joseph's early years, and uh, I remember just watching that guy and just you know the people doing the the praise Joseph in the stands. We're not oh, worthy. Yeah. We're not worthy. I mean, that guy was phenomenal. He was so much fun to watch. And uh, Mike Keenan just was Mike Keenan. 
Yep. He, uh, uh, Joseph, uh, won me over, I think for good, uh, in the uh, sweep of the Hawks in 93. Yeah. That was, that was what did it for me. I was like that, that guy. And that's where he got a lot of the bows. A lot of, we're not worthy from the stands. That's, that was, uh, that's where I first saw that with him. It was fantastic. That's one of the best series, uh, for a blues fan. I wish I had those on VHS. I was at game four. I have game four on tape somewhere. Find it and give it to me and I'll upload it. I might, uh, I, I can, I might upload it myself. I, uh, if I can, actually I did, I, I, I digitized it. It's on DVD somewhere. I'll have to find okay, it. Okay, well I'll, there you go. I'll find, find it. it. I will find it. Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll kind of segue that into me promoting myself on YouTube. Uh, for those who uh, haven't seen on YouTube, uh, I'm obviously not doing it now because I'm not at home, but I've uploaded a bunch of uh, uh, old blues games and, and even like the Dallas Stars and Buffalo Sabres game where Brett Hall uh, scored the, famous goal no goal in 99 uh but yeah i've loaded a, uploaded a bunch of uh full games so if you're interested uh check me out on youtube over at jponder94 um brent johnson tweeted me because i had uh his first playoff start in there and he uh he tweeted me and was like oh man thanks for the memories that was great <laughs> so that was pretty cool brent johnson smoked between periods <laughs> yep, like uh, with uh, Sergey Zubov, didn't he do that too for the Stars? Did he? Oh, I mean, <clears throat> back in the day, they'd probably have beer between periods too. I mean, it, mm-hmm. you, I can't imagine you see that anymore. Uh, that kind of thing. No, definitely not. I mean, hell, oh, Brent Johnson, that's a that's a two thousand era, so that's like, I mean, that's not that long ago. Yeah. Hmm. Hey, if you're finally conditioned, you can handle it. But I know I never could. I guess it says a lot of air conditioning if you can, you know, be a professional athlete and. uh be a smoker. That's got to be crazy rough on the lungs. Oh yeah. Um, the uh, so the blues are uh, well, I'll say this: the, the show title. Here come the blues. Um, standings. We're five, two, and one in our last eight. Uh, coming into tonight's games, uh, the blues are uh, four points out of a of the last wild card spot, five points out of third place in the central. Uh, Colorado currently holds that third place spot in the central and they are struggling uh going two seven and two in their last 11 and we have games in hand multiple games in hand on on a, on a few of the teams that we're chasing um so i mean games in hand are are that i mean that we always talk about games in hand and and they're pointless unless you win them so uh i always like to look at uh you know if you win them what do you get and and if we win our games in hand we are a couple of points out of a playoff spot, so that's that's uh, that is encouraging to say the least. Uh, I, I think it says two things: uh, that the Blues have played better of late and made up some ground, because the teams above us that we're chasing uh, are not performing as well as you know they're kind of treading, they're kind of stuck in the mud a little bit. A couple teams are, so that helps. That's that's kind of what you hope for when you see the the start. You know, when, I don't want to say even a couple weeks ago, because when they were right around dead last, all hope was lost. But I think when uh, maybe mid-October, even maybe late October, we just kept saying, okay, this is the Blues hitting that that just <clears throat> awful slide that every team hits in the middle of the season. Um, but, uh, you know, that you think, okay, well, other teams are going to falter, and maybe the Blues will have a strong November, they'll have a strong December. Well, that – kind of went to the wayside and uh, <laughs> they didn't play too well. But uh, like you said, I mean, you're starting to see these teams kind of falter a bit. The blues have had games in hand 
They've been playing pretty much every other night, if not back to back, and they're getting points uh, as they play. I mean, as you said, five, two, and one in the last eight. Um, and you look at the standings, the teams that are just above them in the standings, um, they still have games against most of those teams. And, you know, you look at it and you say, well, yeah, they're only four points out, but, you know, they got to climb many teams to get back into that, that number eight spot. But a lot of those teams, they still play against. So if you win those games in hand and you win the games against the teams ahead of you, they do have a good chance to still make it. Anaheim has lost uh, 307 games in a row now. So we are, <laughs> they're helping us out. <laughs> and the playoffs last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they've lost twelve. They've lost twelve in a row, and they are uh, sinking like a rock. They're minus thirty in goal differential, which, to put that into perspective, L.A., who is last overall in the West, they're minus thirty-two in differential. We're we're minus eleven. So uh, Anaheim is is uh, falling off the face of the map in a hurry. Yeah, yeah, and it's it. I mean, again, you're you're looking at uh, these other teams that. They're kind of losing. To the, I think they lost to to Nashville recently. They lost to to Winnipeg, I believe. I could be wrong on that, but um, you know, you look at those losses, and it's like, okay, go ahead and 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 you know, go ahead and win those games. Teams way above the Blues because we're not going to catch you, but we're going to catch Anaheim. So so keep them coming. Yeah, they uh, Anaheim. They lost to Detroit, which Detroit yeah. is you know they're. They're struggling this year too, and they're 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 what forty three points uh, minus twenty five in goal differential. Um, well, out of it, let's say they're forty three points. They are the wild card is fifty six. They're thirteen points out of a wild card spot right now. Detroit is so that's it's looking grim for them. And Anaheim lost them three to one uh, just last night. But yeah, I uh, I, I man, I, I got to tell you, I, I've been. We're gonna get into the, the Blues play here in a little bit, but. Uh, Obviously, there's one guy that's that's kind of started playing games. They finally started playing him, and he's looked great. Uh, uh, the other guy, Jake Allen, looked really good against Washington. Um, and yeah, it's starting to come together, and we're starting to see this team actually play the way that that a lot of us thought they would at the start of the year. And hey, if they can get hot now, I mean, well, I'll quote Doug Vaughn: If they can get hot, they can still win this baby. <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, uh, we've they've been trending uh, their overall play. They've been trending up for more than just the past handful of games. I mean, they've, they've been last 12, 13 games. They've been playing much better hockey. You, you haven't seen the, the awful breakdowns in front of the net uh, guys all alone. You, we haven't gotten, when's the last time we lost six to one? I mean, it's been a little while, right? <laughs> so that's yeah, something I mean, that's, that's something we talked about a lot is, is the, the blowout losses that just made them not fun to watch. Well, we're not seeing those as much anymore. Right. And they, they've, they've been, they're getting the results now. They're getting the, they're getting the points now. Um, which is, uh, it's, uh, you can look at it one, one way or the other. I mean, it's, it's, you want to see them keep it up, but then you're, you're almost, uh, uh, dreading that, uh, they're going to fall back into bad habits from the, the, the way the season started because we've seen two different teams this year. We've seen the St. Louis Blues that started the season, which was a god awful uh, mess. Um, they were not in sync. They were terrible. Um, and then you've seen this the recent Blues team that has that outplayed Washington and New York the past two nights. Um, got three out of four points on the road um, and outplayed Washington the, the previous time they played them. They're, they're beating some really good teams and they're playing very well. So I think. Uh, um, 
I don't. I, I'm hoping. I, I like all Blues fans are hoping that this is the this is the team that we expected this season. Um, and we're getting we're getting saves in net. Uh, Allen is when he when Allen's been playing, he's been playing better uh, most of the time. Uh, Bobro, uh, Bobrovsky, uh, Bennington <clears throat> has <laughs> has come in, and like you said, he's been uh, he's been fantastic uh, in his uh, uh, handful of starts to start his NHL career as a, as a, in net as a starter. So um, can't ask for a whole lot more recently out of the Blues. Um, speaking of goaltending, Bobrovsky trade rumors, and uh, he's a guy that uh, uh, is interesting to me. That uh, he. He's had some issues there in, in, in Columbus this year with uh, his play. Uh, he's having a down year, but the, the team is actually in, in first place in their division. Um, but he's he's a two-time Vesna winner. He's he's a he regularly gets Hart uh, Trophy votes. He's a guy that uh, a lot of people are saying that uh, might be up for a trade. He's had issues recently with. Uh, uh, what behavior attitude uh, which he apologized for got uh, healthy scratched for it um, and I think a lot of people are speculating he might be traded so which I'm not sure Columbus would do I mean I even want to talk about this I I, I think they do now now with a, if, if you well, if you would have asked me a week ago I would have said they're not going to now I think they are well who's okay well if they if I would like to see that happen because I think we would be at least in the conversation but uh, and Bill has arrived. <laughs> uh, he's been here the whole time. What are you and talking about? He doesn't look like he's had dog puke on him at all. It's it's he changed. Doesn't smell like dog puke. <laughs> well, he always looks beautiful. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> we're, we're we're going, buddy. We're talking. We're talking. We just just literally started talking Bobrovsky. Oh yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. about the uh, welcome to the show, Bill. Welcome, guys. <laughs> Oh, welcome! Thank you for welcoming us to the show we've already been a part of. Oh, well, well, thank you and welcome. Uh, it's really Jesus. great to be here. What a day! <laughs> Puppies are so much fun. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I, you really should give it a shoot a, a shoot at you on, as opposed to, or a, a shoot to throw up in. That'd be nice. A uh, little container for it. That would have been nice. No, we. <clears throat> Yeah, it, it, first trip, uh, first trip with us in the car to the pet store, and it apparently doesn't travel well. So, oh. yeah. huh. so thank goodness for all weather mats. So uh, we were uh, talking about the Blues goaltending, uh, how it's been better, and uh, obviously Bennington, but um, Bobrovsky, and how obviously it's not not any secret that he. Uh, Maybe traded. Um, So things aren't so good right now in CBJ land. No, and he submitted a uh, a while back before the incident happened uh, a couple of days ago. Um, He he had submitted a list of of. Did you guys see that? He submitted a list of uh, teams that he would approve a trade to. I saw LeBron had something out there on Twitter. Somebody quoted something from a LeBron athletic article. Yeah, this was like a month ago that he yeah. submitted this list to the to, his, to the to the team. Now, whether or not they would trade him, that's anybody's. I mean, I don't know. But he said he'd be open to a trade to the right team. So he has a he has like a full no trade. Um, so that that list he submitted is a kind of a big deal. So, which he's he's open to it. Now, if the Blues run that list, who knows? But. Uh, and so I, I, I don't know if Columbus would – I mean, I, 
I don't know if they would move him. I mean, with I mean, I, well, I, they're in first place in their division, so they're not. It's not like they're I mean, they're out of the playoffs. Bill, Bill, I said that I think that if you would ask me a week ago, I would have said no, they're not going to move him. But I feel like recent events, they will move him. Yeah, uh, given given who the coach is there, and that he doesn't mend fences after you know they've been knocked down, uh, he. I don't see Bobrovsky as staying there past trading deadline. I mean, he's he's UFA so, after this year or next year. Uh, I gotta, this I, year, his yeah, his yeah. contract's coming up, so they've got to get something for him because he's never going to play for Torts. And Columbus isn't going to fire Torts if they're going to the top of the division. I think they'll look to bring back a haul. I think they're pretty happy with Corpusalo, right? That's their backup. Yeah, they they let's see. I'm, I'm looking at uh, Bobrovsky's game log. Uh, uh, yeah, Cor- Corpus Allo's been playing really solid lately. Yeah, so, I mean, and God, to Bro- the point Bro- that, you know, at this point with the, the Bobrovsky incident, he's not a backup. Bobrovsky, and he has been bad. This, I mean, uh, assuming, well, <laughs> maybe it's the defense. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> right? I mean, because, but, uh, yeah, goals against the last uh, handful of games, five, four, three, 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 four. Good night. Save percentage, uh, the only game he was uh, over, uh, he was only cracked 900 one time, and that was right at 900. Um, and he's won three of those uh, six games, which is crazy. So mm-hmm. he's scoring some goals. Let's let's take the what? Jake Allen argument everybody likes to make. You got to look at the body of work over the career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, if that's the case, I'm never going to trade him. Er, yeah. I, I'm not worried about this season. Uh, he's in, you know. Corpus Allo's got like identical numbers to Bobrovsky. It's and so that speaks more. I mean, to they the are defense. they are really. Uh, Bobrovsky's got a, got a 903 GA, a 903 save percentage, and a 293 GAA, and Corpus Allo 902 and 294. They are literally almost identical. Uh, now Bobrovsky's played uh, 15 more games, so but Corpus Allo's Corpus Allo's nine and two. With a 902 save percentage and a two. Yeah, he's been he's been great for him. Well, he's been, been very happy. Well, he's winning. I mean, he's got a he's got almost a three. His, his GA is almost like Jake Allen. His his GA and save percentage are only a tick above Jake Allen's. Yeah, what, but what's Jake's save percentage? They've got a team that can it's score five goals a game. It's eight nine nine. Yeah, yeah, it's it's under nine, which is he stops less than ninety percent of the shots thrown at him. Right. That just I mean that just goes I mean he's been good recently, the good last twelve, thirteen games no, overall. No. Right, right. But, but that just shows how bad he was right. to start the season. At the beginning of the year. Right. Yeah. He I mean, how many games did he throw up? Sub seventy five. Oh god, it's awful. So um but I, I would I mean I, so if Bobrovsky is available, um would you want the blues to be interested? <sighs> yes. I, 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 me too. I, I agree. I, right. I, I'm, so, I'm a huge Bobrovsky fan. I, I don't think he had a year very similar to this one, uh, right before his last Vezina year. So yeah. I mean, I, I would not surprise me at all if he rebounded from this. And it was the last Vezina was what two years ago. Yeah. So and that's not that. It's not that recent. I'm not that far away. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, I would rather. I mean, how many times have we said Jake Allen's run run his race in St. Louis? He's he's never going to be successful here. It's time to move on. He's you know they made the wrong decision when they went with everybody else over Jake or Jake Allen over everybody else, and you know he's at this point we have to look at a long term future. I mean, if, if you don't 
think that you're going to be able to sign him if you think the dollars are going to be too much um, because he is he's going to command a lot of money because he is one of he's a Vesna winning goalie. He is two time. Right. But the thing is, is that this year, unless he rebounds and has a nice second half. I, I know that he still has the pedigree. Somebody's going to overpay him. Yeah. Somebody well, I'm not, Philadelphia, I'm, we're looking at you, is going to overpay him. I'm not saying that they'd over, overpay him. What I'm saying is is that I think this season may cost him a little bit of money. Yeah. I I, I don't, yeah. I don't I mean, now uh, what, now if he were to be offered $8 million a year um, by somebody, if he had a good year, he may get $7 million next year. I don't. I mean, something like that. It, and I, I really don't think that wherever he goes this year, he's going to sign. Isn't he making I mean, $7 million now? I, I think he's making $7 million now. It's pretty hefty. Yeah. I mean, every every you know EA Sports uh, NHL 19 trade proposal I've seen is, <laughs> well, you'd have to burn Steen and Allen's contract to bring him in. Well, you... Well, yeah. I mean, you have haven't, well, haven't sat down to look at you, what, well, the, if, what if the you, numbers are. If you're going to move if you're going to move Bobrovsky, you're you're not you're not going to keep Allen. Allen's leaving oh, somewhere. Yeah. I mean, that's that so that's 4 million plus there. Yeah. Well, I think I think that if if you make that trade work, um yeah, you're going to have to move some salary the other way, but you look at the Blues UFAs to make that that work and you know, Jay Bobeister comes to mind. That's a guy that yep. uh, really is a rebound. We talked about him last week and uh, a team like Columbus may be interested in. I know he has a no trade, but um, you know you move that UFA money out earlier, and all of a sudden you can make the cap work for Sergey Bobrovsky. He's he's making just a tick under seven and a half million this year, and that's been his uh, yeah, it's that's been his salary for the since fifteen sixteen. Base uh, at, okay, well his cap hits seven under seven and a half, and his uh, base salary is uh, oh, it doesn't matter. Cap it seven point four two five, and before that it was nine hundred thousand a year. So he got he got paid with Columbus, or yeah. well, yeah. So he's not going to take any less than that. And you know, I guess I guess they, you know that's 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 not. I mean, so what? We O'Reilly and Tarasenko both make seven and a half. They're our top two top paid players, or they, seven and a half, or is it eight and a half? I think, I think they're making seven and a half. They are making, yeah, yeah, exactly, correct. O'Reilly and Tarasenko, seven and a half. So he's not going to take any less than that. N- no, I, well, I, no, I wouldn't. Well, he's not going to ask. He's going to yeah. ask for more than that. Yeah, right. He's, he's I, but he's not going to take any less than he would, what he's making now. Depends how I finish. Oh, yeah, I guess not. I, I mean, mean, I think well, you're right. You're right. I, well, I, someone will, someone will pay him more than he's making now. Yeah. I, but I think, I think, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean Philly, I think has regretted moving him ever since they moved. Him. Oh God, with their goaltending this year, holy yeah. shit! Yeah. <laughs> They've had what eight goal t- or seven goaltenders or something? Yeah, yeah like yeah, uh, they they're one away from the record, I think. Yeah, they have half a season left. <laughs> yep. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, I so for the record, I would be all for them bringing him in here if they could figure out a way to make it work. Um, I think if, if if he wanted to come here, and if the Blues felt like okay, we can afford to pay. We, I mean, it's not he's not going to make ten million a year. If he's if he's going to make something that they think is is that they could they could do, I'm sure that they they could move they could move salary. They, like you said, uh, 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 Allen would not be here. Uh, and but uh, but just gone after the season. He yeah. he may be gone at the deadline. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, depending on the situation. I well, mean, apparently, apparently, uh, Hitchcock wants him in Edmonton. No, so he's been trying to get him for a little bit now. 
Wow. <laughs> Which nice. For a guy that uh, was rumored to uh, have been almost waived earlier in the season, uh, to, to be able to get something right. for him at the deadline, even though, I mean, let's give credit to Bowmeister recently. He's no. Been, he's been good. No, absolutely. He's, he's been really good. He, there, I forget what game it was, um, but his, all of a sudden, that explosive stride returned to his game, and he had, he was closing gaps and actually surprising everyone joining the rush. I mean, that just, he's had, what, a breakaway goal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A nice bar breakaway down. goal. A yeah. nice one, yeah. Yeah, top, yeah bar down, baby. Yeah. Top I, shelf. I, this is the guy that earlier in the year we said put him to pasture because, you know, he, he's an old horse and can't skate anymore. And all of a sudden, that stride came back. And his game came back. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised at, at how he's played the past. I don't know what ten games or so. As am I. Yeah, and, and, and it's no coincidence. Since, I'd say since December. Yeah. Okay. It's, well, it's no it's, coincidence that he's that the team has played better either since he's. I mean, he's played better. The the defense has played better. Um, and we're getting more points, and there's less blowouts, and it's yeah, it's yeah, more more yeah. I'm uh, I I'm I'm waiting for I'm almost, I almost feel like trade him now. <laughs> That's the way right. I feel. No, I, I yeah I I mean I'm I'm excited that his play's gotten better and I'm impressed with his play. But to me, what I'm excited about is uh, increases value to somebody looking for a veteran defenseman at the trade deadline. And if Hitch is already out there looking for him. You know, give them to him. That's the rumor. And he only has one minus game in his last 11, and he's a plus four of that span. He's uh, uh, not getting outworked in front of the net, not losing, uh, missing assignments in front of the net like he was miss, uh, losing men. Uh, pucks aren't – he's not kicking pucks in the net. <laughs> um, uh, he's, his ice time is, is gradually increased, uh, and he's playing 23, 25 minutes a game. Um, his uh, – and get this, his uh, – he he's he's making he's getting more points too. Like we talked about the the goals. He's uh, his first twenty five games this season. He had three assists. In his last sixteen games, he's had two goals and five assists, seven points. So I mean, it's he's not a, he's not tearing it up offensively, but he's getting points. So at much at a much quicker rate than he had been. So that's that's a nice thing too. Yeah. So yay, Bowmeister. <laughs> After we've ripped on you for years, <laughs> yes, we we do give credit where credit is due, and, sure. and he's he's deserving of praise right now. We are realists on this show, and uh, I I, I love I, I believe me, I love talking about blues players who are playing well. I, I that's just that's fun. Yeah, I hate talking about <laughs> blues players who are playing shitty. So. <clears throat> Kind of on the same subject and a, a quick anecdote. Um, so uh, I don't know if you guys mentioned anything about my Jumbotron. Uh, oh, no, no, <laughs> not yet. No, that was so, go right ahead. Uh, yeah. So last week, Habs are in town. I wear my Canadians jersey sitting lower bowl and the lookalikes come up. It's soccer night. And uh, yeah. so, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm an easy target. And, uh, yeah, everybody goes around, all the, the, you know, all the fans, you know, they find the bearded guy that's Jurgen Klopp. They find the <laughs> scruffy-looking guy that's Diego Maradona. And then the last thing they put up was ugly Cristiano Ronaldo. 
and uh, I'm on the jumbotron <laughs> in my hamsters, evil. Getting laughed at and laughing along with it. It's all great fun. Um, <laughs> and but, no one gets a picture of this or anything, right? Yeah. So my softball team, half the guys on my softball team were there for a work event. So, of course, I heard all about it the next day. A guy that I work with told me he had his phone out, was taking, getting ready to take a picture and opted not to because he's a nice guy. Oh, well, you could take the picture and then opt to delete it later. At least you have the option. Yeah. Oh, Maybe he did. And he he just took the picture. Yeah. He took the picture. You know, who, anyway. you, I mean, there's no film anymore. You're not wasting a photo. It's just, it's, just, it's. You can right. take as many as you want. So, so anyway, <laughs> you know, the guys in front of me are laughing their asses off at me, and I, I tell them, I do a fucking blues podcast. I'm a blues fan. You know, I'm just with the hamster and thought I wear this sweater, and so you know they're having a good time. They've they've got a couple of them, and uh, you know I've been talking with Julie, my girlfriend, about. Jay Bomeister, like at the beginning of the game, I said, Jay Bomeister over the last three or four games has really impressed me. His his strides back, he's playing very well. Pretty much what I just said. Bomeister scores the goal. <laughs> <laughs> the guy in the guy sitting in front of me turns around and says, Ugly Ronaldo knows what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I love that story. Yeah. So, so funny. Uh, so hopefully he's listening tonight if you are. <laughs> uh, join the join the chat and, uh, yeah, no let us know because uh, i told him what the name of the show was and yeah you know yeah we we do a show and yeah <laughs> it is yeah awesome if that's one way i can attract one listener okay i'm i'm glad it happened and and on the show after the you have this event uh then you're you miss the beginning because you're cleaning up dog poop or no, dog uh, not, puke yeah dog puke yes <laughs> yes puppies are so much fun oh yeah puppies are great <laughs> Uh, uh, Bob Rakowski in the YouTube chat says Bob's contract is up at the end of the season, uh, end of the year, isn't it? Yes, it is. So it's uh, yeah, and I, I don't think the Blues would be in the in the running for signing him as a free agent. I think no. their best bet is to trade for him and try and sign him. I, they they, I mean, they're hoping they could get some kind of a you know a mill off or something to. Get him uh, here, go on a nice run, and see if he'll stay to play with Tarasenko. Yeah. Um, man, would you rather have Bobrovsky or um, Panarin? Um, quite honestly, hmm. Bobrovsky. I mean, the thought of Panarin and Tarasenko on the same line together That's, is so intriguing. Yeah. But I... I don't know. I, I, I still want the answer in goal. I do too. Because that's 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 the thing that's played the blues forever. Yeah, I, I, I do too. I, I think he's 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 the best bet as for the answer in goal, barring a surprising trade with somebody else that's we don't know is available right now. Because um, you don't get. I mean, goalies like this when they become available, it's not often. You don't. I I think I said this a while back with Luongo when he was available. I'm like. It would be nice if they would go after him because you just don't see elite level goaltenders available that often at all. Teams hold on to them, and so when one's available, you it's nice to try and go after him. Yeah, I mean the the last time the Blues brought in a well, so the last time the Blues brought in a guy that was an elite goalie was. Ryan, Ryan Miller. Miller. 
was, was he elite at the time? I mean, he was like he was he was, he was on just the down, past his prime. Right, yeah. right. He was he was just over I, over the the crest of the hill. Um, but before that, it was really Grant Fuhr. I yeah, mean, you yeah, go yeah. back that far. I and I'm gonna say again. I I, I have no shame in saying this. I, I was I loved the Ryan military at the time for a couple reasons. Now, I mean, just just because I think they, I was I it, it, at the time it was uh, Holak and Elliot. And I wanted Elliot to be the guy. I was an Elliot. I was I was Team oh. Elliot. Oh, so I, I am. And, I but, was and am. I don't uh, think he could come in today and do what he did. Yeah. But if they would have let him go the next year, I think we would have had a hell of a lot better. Twenty seventeen. Here, here's here's what the way I I took that whole situation with Miller was that uh, if the, if they were going to say okay. It's either Halak or Elliot, and they chose Elliot. I'd say I don't want Ryan Miller, but they weren't going to give that number one job to Elliot that year. It was either it was Halak or somebody else. And since it wasn't going to be, since they decided to go with Miller, then okay, then they're going with Miller and not Elliot. So I, I, it was so it was either Halak or Miller uh, in net for us, and I was like, okay, I, I'm fine with going with Miller. I, I was. I was uh, that was that was fine because they weren't going to give the job to Elliot. That that Elliot was out of the picture, unfortunately. So if of the three, I would have chose Elliot, but of the two, Halak and Miller, I would have I would have went with Miller. Didn't work out. Whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, again, I, I don't know how many times I've said it, but uh, I still think that Yarrow uh, Halak never got his chance to prove himself <clears throat> in the playoffs, which is why they brought him in in the first place. He was, he was hurt. He was always hurt, <laughs> except for the one year that they elected to go Elliot over Halak. Right, right. He was no, right. no, f- no, 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 no. The first year, the the the, the one. Uh, well, the one year he played, he got hurt in the playoffs. Right. Every other the, year, the first year, the first period of the first fucking game, <laughs> yeah. Barrett Jackman ran his ass over, <laughs> and that ended his playoff. He had he had the next year they went with Elliot over him, and the next year they traded him for Ryan Miller. He never had his shot to win in the playoffs. I thought he was hurt two years in the playoffs. He might, that may be true. I think yeah. he was here four years. Yeah, so he was he was hurt two playoff years, and then Elliot one year, and then I don't know whatever yeah. it was. I I, I just I, I, he who knows? I mean, if he was healthy, maybe he goes on a run and like the Canadians that year. I, maybe I who knows? Um, and he's an all star. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's having a great year this year out of the nowhere. My yeah. God. Yeah. Well, time with a great defensive team. Yeah, that's true. That helps. A lot of young defense. <clears throat> um, so uh Bennington and uh Allen. We'll talk about our goaltending that uh, we actually have, as opposed to the guys that we either want or don't have or used to have. We do uh, spend a lot of time talking about the guys we want. We did well, you know, I mean, it is what it is. Uh Allen uh Got the start in Washington on Monday after we won two in a row, uh, going for the uh, the third straight win, which had avoided us, eluded us the first four times we tried to get three in a row. Um, this, you know, uh, social media didn't like the uh, the goalie choice when it was announced that Allen was uh, was going to start when he was first off the ice in practice. Um, I the first like ten seconds, I was like, ah, oh, come on. Uh, you know, Bennington got the last two wins. Let him go for the third win to get that third win that we've been, we've that has eluded us this season. That he's earned it. Let him have it. And then I'm like, 
well, you know, Allen did play really well versus Washington the last time they played. So, uh, and and New York is might be the tougher team of the two uh, right now. Uh, well, in the, in the next game, back to back. So one's going to play statistically. Allen is terrible against the Isles. Right. Yeah, that too. So I was fine. I was I was after I thought about it for ten thirty seconds, two minutes. I was like, okay, um, that's fine. Uh, whatever. Um, we'll go with that. And uh, it it worked out great. Um, uh, twenty eight saves on twenty nine shots for Allen. Uh, played very well. Uh, finally won three in a row on the fifth attempt. Ovechkin scores on the first po- on the power play to put the Caps up one nothing. And I want to I want to clarify my Twitter comment on the show's account that uh, that I made. I'm gonna. St- I- <laughs> Uh, Folks, you're about to witness a rare event. <laughs> no, well, I, I I caught a lot of flack for it, and and I, I I was wrong about it. The my initial statement was based on the the idea that I thought that Allen was over and set for when the shot was taken, and uh, I was watching the game on the treadmill, and I, I I saw I saw the replays that they showed, and I thought he was set, and so I the next the next day the next morning. I, I pulled up the video on Angel.com and I'm watching it and I, I I'm like you know what I'm looking at this closer I'm gonna slow it down and look at it and I even frame by frame looking at it, I'm like oh, he's not set he's still sliding over when the shot's taken and it beat him near post and uh, uh, everyone knows Ovechkin has a laser shot here's the thing though my my initial statement I mean I was wrong about where Allen was but my initial statement which which I I, I still think people missed my entire point behind the whole thing was. If a goalie is set and square, no screen on that shot from that location on the ice, he should stop it every time. He's not moving. I don't care who's shooting it. I don't care if it's McKinnis shooting it. Um, that's far enough out. He's set. He's an initial goalie. He's stopping that shot nine out of ten times at least. I, I mean, is that is that is that crazy to say, or do you agree disagree, or I mean, is that? I know it's. I know it's a. I, if you're set and you're a goalie, an initial goalie, no screen, and it's from outside the faceoff dot. What are you saying? That angle. <laughs> it's that angle. It's not even. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, I, argue I, with me. Go ahead. If you want no, to argue, I, go ahead. Let's argue. Let's debate. There are there are a couple of guys in the history of the league that have such perfect shots. Such very accurate and very hard shots that I, I'm going to give goalies a break more more often than not. Um, I mean, uh, uh, Jocelyn Tebow, ask his thumb. McInnes right. can fucking shoot the puck. Well, breaking your thumb is a, is is a bit of a different story. You're you're breaking a body part and the puck goes in. I understand what that's going to go in. But but I. As my point is that I think there are guys who, you know, why is that lane always open? Because the defense doesn't want to get in front of that damn shot. Well, the thing too is that that he sets up so far outside. There were there were a number of people saying, "Put a man on him! Put a man on him!" Well, you, you're 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 playing a box on the on the penalty kill, and you you can't. Ovechkin is so good that he can score from outside traditional. Shooting area. He's he's outside the dot. You're not going to put a guy out there on him. That's ridiculous. You, you're not playing man to man on the power play, on the penalty kill. Um, and so you're, you know what I mean. You can't put a guy on him. You can you can put a guy in the passing lane, kind of like 
they showed it. Right. O'Reilly was there. O'Reilly had a stick in the passing lane, and they passed up the shot to Ovechkin the first time. They they uh, worked the puck down low. I think took a shot, and the the Blues rotated a little bit. And uh, Sundqvist was was the then guy. the guy right. who was not over far enough. Did not have a stick in the passing lane. Then they passed it to Ovechkin, and he scored. So um, and that was really. I mean, the, the, what now if, if Sundqvist is over farther. With a stick in the shooting lane or the passing lane, maybe they don't make the pass to him. Maybe they do. It's a stick. I mean, they're probably gonna take it over anyway. But yeah, I, 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 the that was kind of interesting because you just kind of just goes to show. I don't think people understand how you know teams set up on the penalty kill. And and to be honest, just put him in on him. Yeah, like no teams ever thought of that. Oh my gosh, he's Ovechkin's been in the league how long? <laughs> Scored how many goals from over there? And there's a reason why teams don't. Put a guy on him out there because you, you can't do that. You, other, that opens up way too much other, uh, too many of the passing lanes or the people down low. You're outmanned badly in front of that. Then so I mean, that's yeah, you can't do that. Well, but, and and I mean, you said it, Kurt, that that these people, you know, people would say that. Well, you know, why do you leave them open over there? Well, you know what? It, it's it's the way the pit and kill works. You can't get around it. Um, like you said, I mean, he's doing this to thirty teams in the NHL. You know, he's not just doing this to the Blues. He's not, you know, just picking nights where he's doing it. I mean, he's doing it consistently, constantly one of the leading power play goal scorers. Yes, it's the same goal over and over, but that's why you have practice. I mean, the Capitals know how to work the puck, get the Blues moving, get the other team moving, the penalty kill moving, to where Ovechkin's going to get open enough just to get that shot off, and he's going to take it, and he's going to hit the net nine times out of ten. I mean – you know, you could talk about Brett Hall. You, you think back in those terms, every time that guy got the puck in the slot, it was in the back of the net. Well, that's the slot for Ovechkin. That's that. I mean, that that spot is where he scores. I mean, I'd love to see a, a heat map on his goals. I'm sure there's one that exists. Oh, that's that's his spot. It, it's that spot yeah. every time. And the thing is, is that uh, I there's a there's a YouTube video out there of, of his all the goals from his spot through last season. I guess or something like that. And uh, almost everyone, almost everyone is uh, where he shoots from outside the dot. That I mean, from that far out, like he did on Allen and beat Allen, almost every one of them, the goal is moving. Be- I mean, and- that's the thing. That, that, is, that is how you score a lot of goals on initial goalies when they're moving. Uh, when they're set, they're much harder to beat. Right. And I mean, so the Caps have two top quality centers that they run on that power play with Kuznetsov and Backstrom. Backstrom usually gets the the wall, and Kuznetsov is down below uh, below the goal line. And they work that way. They rotate everybody away. They get people distracted and forgetting about Ovechkin on the other side. And eventually they work it back through through Carlson or whoever's on the point and Ovechkin winds up open. I mean, that they have enough offensive creativity on their power play uh, that you can't just throw a guy at him and play man-on-man the entire time. They'll tell you you're apart. Jake Allen's mask in the YouTube chat says, seeing Kurt admit he was wrong about the Ovechkin goal made my day. <laughs> you, know, yeah, you, don't see, you don't see Kurt admit he's wrong often. Right. Well, uh, you, you have to be 
<laughs> you have to be wrong often to admit you're wrong often. And uh, <laughs> I admit I'm wrong when I am. I, I've no, this is, why not? I don't, I don't care. I, 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 I will admit, man, I was actually surprised when you took that stance. I thought, man, I, I, well, I wanted to, I wanted to you. Well, I wanted to, you know I what? wanted to go after you. You know what though? I, I just, I just, I mean, I just, I, I just saw the replay wrong. I, I don't think I was wrong about my, you know, thinking on the play necessarily. I just, I just saw it. If you would have seen I, the play correctly. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if I had gone to my computer and, and looked at the video like I should have <laughs> before going off on it, um, and actually, actually made sure, uh, what I saw is what I saw, then, you know, I probably wouldn't have said anything about it, but you um, uninformed tweeter. Right. Exactly. You no, you're a keyboard warrior is what you are. <laughs> you know what? I, yeah. Um, I, I, I will say though that, I mean, if, if, if Alan's set, I, I think he, he I think, uh, it's a, it's a puck that probably should be stopped, but I know. And that's, that's really hard to get set on that play. I understand that. I, that's, that's why he scores so many from there. Cause you're passing across one timer goal sides across. Um, it's really hard to get set. So. Yeah. I mean, and you, again, we mentioned how many times he scores from that spot. Right. Watch, watch that play develop every single one of those goals. It's going to be the same thing. The goalie's got to move from his left to his right. And it's just, it's just a, it's just, he gets it off so fast, it's hard to react. Do you know what bothered me about a lot of the comments I got, though? Is I, I think a lot of the comments were, um, you know, it's, a, it, it's Ovechkin. It's Ovechkin. Well, I, I understand he's a, a phenomenal uh, generational talent, uh, one of the best goal scorers of all time. I understand that. But, I mean, he, he shoots a ton. They make, I mean, the goalies make a ton of saves on him, too. Not everything that goes off his stick goes in. Uh, that that's the impression I got from a lot of people. Well, well, it's Ovechkin shot it. It goes in. You you just toss your hands up, and say it's Ovechkin. Well, not always. Well, I mean, there are some go- there are some goals that can be stopped that he shoots. I mean, let's be honest. He's not he's not a a perfect one hundred percent shooting machine where everything he shoots goes in. I mean, come on. But I he, think I think but, about half of those people are probably it's probably a lack of character, is a lack of wanting to type it out that. That's the kind of I, shot he'll score on. Yeah, but I, I think you're right on the other half. I think the other half are just saying, "Well, Ovechkin's going to score every time he shoots." I understand not that. Really, not really true. I, I totally under, get that sentiment. I'm not an idiot. I Ovechkin's, you know, he has an outside shot if he plays long enough to break the all-time goal score record. I mean, probably not going to happen, but I mean, it's it's been discussed this season. So I mean, I I get it. I'm, I'm not. I don't know. I I could totally see him going Yager. And trying to play until he's forty-eight. Maybe, yeah. I mean, he's won. A, I mean, yeah. He's won the cup. Well, he he. he I mean, he has to score like fifty goals a season for like six years. Right. I. You know what I mean? It's got to be. He's got a few hundred to go yet. He, he might be able. To I'm do not it. saying he can't. I mean, the guy is crazy. But I just. It, it that's that's a pretty tall task. And you got to figure. I mean, he has the potential to put up sixty this year. And if he's still going the same way next year, maybe the same. How old is he? All of a sudden, you're talking in four years, scoring forty goals. How old is he? A year. He's old enough to uh, that when when you look this up and you find out you're gonna have that. God, I'm old. He's he's only thirty three. Yeah, he's young. Alex Ovechkin is only thirty three. What he's to me, he's always going to be that eighteen-year-old guy. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though, is that I mean, I think they said, and I don't have the numbers in front of me. I think that they said something like averaging fifty goals a year for the next six, six years, something like that, would get him right there with the all-time goal score record. 
uh, with Gretzky's record. I and that would put him at almost uh, uh, you know forty years old. So he'd be breaking the record about forty. So, but but Which, if he but if if he does what Bill says and plays, yeah, say 45, 46, then you're talking. But, okay, he just has to score thirty goals on average. But year. you know what though? I mean, he plays a little bit different style. I'm actually shocked and surprised he hasn't gotten hurt more than he has. He, I mean, he plays. He leads. He leads their team in hits, and he's a he's a very aggressive uh, uh, player. Plays throws his body around. You got to think when you're getting older, it's gonna catch up with you eventually, right? Yeah, I mean, but I, I yeah. think he has softened a little bit. Right. I don't think I think he's how still reckless. He was he, ten years ago. I but know, not him anymore. but he still leads his team in hits, though. Yeah, but a couple of years ago, I think you saw you saw him that that balls out every single shift attitude took a toll on him, and he started he started becoming <clears throat> a he started evolving and and you know being a you know a more focused player. Bob Burkowski said in the YouTube chat, Ovi aged five years after the cup celebration, though. <laughs> well, at least his liver did. <laughs> right. hey, he had a time. That's... Yeah. Yeah. But I also think that reinvigorated his love for the game. Maybe. Yeah. True. Uh, if he didn't have a couple down years there, he had a couple of years where he only had like 30-some goals. Yeah. So <laughs> so let's see. So he's 33 now. If he plays until he's uh, – so another 12 years, we'll say he plays till he's 45 and breaks the record with the Houston expansion franchise. He's got 640 <laughs> – he's got 640 goals. What's the record? 980-something? Is that what it is? Nine – is it? I don't know. Gretzky's got it. Six. It's 900 something. The record's six. Six goals. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I, that's that's a stat that we as hockey podcasters should know off the top of our well, heads. You know, I'll just look at Gretzky's numbers. That's Gretzky's stat. Gretzky has, uh, it is uh, 894. Yeah. So I didn't think it was over 900. Per near 900. So basically, he has to score 900 goals. And so he needs, uh, he only needs 260. 260. So, mm-hmm. so uh, five years averaging uh, five, 50 a season will get him right there. Yeah. The 50, 52. He'd yeah. have to get 52 a year. If the Capitals want him to do this, they're going to have to acquire an elite center to put with him. I'm thinking there's a guy named Yori Latera who's available. <laughs> he got uh, kicked out of the game tonight. Boarding. Mm-hmm. I thought it was coking. <laughs> he was coking on the boards. <laughs> mm. Um. Anyway, uh, we uh we got off track with uh, our gold inning. Um, yeah, we just had a twenty minute conversation <clears throat> about Ovechkin. Yeah. Uh, Allen is uh this close to getting uh, his save percentage back to nine hundred and his GAA under three. Uh, with his recent good play, and Bennington is uh three zero and one with a one point five five GAA and a nine three seven save percentage. Uh, the only two goals he uh, Bennington has allowed in regulation as a starter were a redirection off Petrangelo and a questionable goal interference play uh, from last night, where, yeah. his, where his pad was pushing in that uh, kind of, um, which um, you know the, the team in front of them was playing better, um, which helps tremendously. Uh, defense has been stingier. We talked about the team playing better, more responsible in front of the net. Forwards about checking better. High danger area scoring chances are uh, fewer. Yeah, uh, they're playing much better in that respect too. So that's all of that adds up to uh, the Blues uh, 
winning, getting more points. Pareko's ice times up. Petrangelo's is down. <laughs> Pareko's that playing fantastic. Help. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, Petrangelo, I, we'll talk about Vince Dunn a little later, but Petrangelo has not looked comfortable with the puck all season. No. No, he's – I mean, I've I've talked at length about how – how much he overhandles the puck whenever he gets it. He he overthinks it every time the puck gets on his stick. He, you know, there was the one game he had two one-timers and a shift. And it was like, okay, he just doubled the amount of one-timers he's taken this entire right, season. I remember that. I, I, I thought the exact same goddamn thing when I saw yeah. him. I'm like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Holy he just, shit. He just, he doesn't, he he's not a, a quick release guy. He always thinks it. And like I said, I think last show, that's great in the defensive zone. A lot of guys, their first instinct is just to rifle it away. He He's the kind of guy that will take it and make it a, an extra play to get himself space. But the opposite happens on the other end of the ice. He, he makes an extra play and the space goes away. And that is the key to why I think Pareko should be our number one power play defenseman because he will shoot the damn puck. And maybe number one overtime defenseman, <laughs> which we'll ding, get into. Ding, ding. <laughs> um, so uh, Bennington got the start. Oh, well, the previous game, uh, we talked about a veteran's goal. Blues scored four and answered. Played very well. Um, actually, I thought the Blues were kind of lucky. The, the uh, uh, You guys remember the, the puck Jake Allen lost in front of him? But uh, he couldn't find, and uh, uh, it was a nice back check, a little stick check to uh, prevent the basically a tap in goal. Yeah. So I think that goes in. That game might be a different story. It'd been two nothing Washington, but uh, after that, that whole series and the and to be honest, it was a little bit of a shaky start for Allen with that the uh, the the, with the goal against the penalty kill. Again, we've established not his fault. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, and but he did. I mean, there was that play we couldn't that goal, puck he couldn't find. So, but after that, everything settled down. He played fantastic the rest of the way. A uh, blue scored four and answered three in the second, one in the third. Barbashev, Dunn, Peron, and Tarasenko scored. Uh, Blues went four to one. Ben- I, I think. I think what was it? Uh, Barbashev that scored the first goal. Yep. Um, I think once he scored, that's when Jake Allen took a, a, a sigh of relief. He had that one that, that really should have been a goal that uh, his defense helped prevent, and then they go down, score a little later. And that's a one-one game. I mean, that's that's huge, and and I think that is what gave him confidence the rest of the way. And um, I mean, that's the kind of thing we you really haven't seen from this team a lot. When uh, I mean, again, I know that uh, it's not like this, these were back-to-back goals, but you know, you see a play like you see him go down one nothing. You see a play where honestly, ten games ago they probably go down two nothing. And then they're out of the game. I mean, that's it. Done, done for dinner. You know, they're done. Um, but, but now, uh, you know, the blue. Like I said, the Blues come back, make it one-one. I think that right at that point was when Allen really started looking comfortable in the net. And then the Blues go out and score three more goals. I mean, that was, uh, that was, I mean, exactly how you want this team to play. And again, kind of what we thought we were getting out of this team when the season started. Right. So, I turned on the game late i didn't see the ovechkin goal happen live so i turn it on i look up at the screen i see it's shots eight two for the blues one nothing washington <laughs> yeah, yeah, i'm like yeah. holy fuck and then the play, it, it was their second shot yeah. right 
Right. And then the play that you just mentioned where he does it over the puck is in front of him and Washington could have easily gone up. Yeah. You know, I'm like, Jesus Christ, it must have been an awful goal. And I went back later and watched it. Yeah. No, it's a, it's Ovechkin. Right. On the power play, uncovered. Right. It's a goal. Where Jake Allen, right. it has been established, was moving. But yeah. <laughs> and I think, I think you know, to, to Jeff's point, he got comfortable. Yeah. He, that's the biggest thing that I saw between him and Bennington. Bennington looks comfortable when he's in the net. Allen, for the most part of the season, has not looked comfortable. But after that point in the game, after the Blues tied it up, he did. Yep. And and I think that it's a confidence thing with him. And yeah. Which, yeah, I mean, no, I, I agree. I, I think it's a confidence team thing with the entire oh, team. Oh, yeah, I, 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 I agree. I, I think I, I, it's confidence in, it's confidence with Allen. It's the team's confidence in Allen that uh, is has been a roller coaster. I hate <laughs> using the, the, the hockey cliche, fighting the puck. But that's exactly what Jake Allen was doing most of the season. I mean, he and, and you ask, you know, what does that mean? Well, it means you know he's he's just trying to flop his body in front of the puck. He's not playing a, a certain style that's working for him. Uh, he's not getting his rebound. He's not, you know, he's making these weird looking unorthodox saves when he does save the puck. Um, but you didn't see that the rest of this game. Uh, that was. I thought uh, I, I think it was a Chicago game that he played really well earlier in the year when he made like forty saves. Uh, that and then this Washington game, I thought probably the best he's looked all season. And uh, and you got to wonder. I mean, I know we're going to talk talk about a little bit more about Bennington here in a bit, but you got to wonder. He's seeing this kid coming, stealing his job again, and all of a sudden he has a good game again. I mean, he thrives on competition in that. Obviously, I mean he. That's when he plays his best hockey. So hopefully Bennington keeps him honest. Jake Allen's mask in the YouTube chat says Tom Wilson with his uncharacteristic sucker punch. Not, yeah. On Edmondson. Yeah, Edmondson did a good job not to uh, retaliate. take another penalty there. I mean, he, he they went, I mean, Wilson went off for his penalty. And Edmondson went off too, I think. They both were roughing. But yeah, that was, uh, that's, I mean, you, I mean, he, he gives a, a Edmondson a sucker punch in the face and then puts his head down and bear and then in his chest, like he's, like he's just, you know, battling. I'm like, come on. But he, hockey needs more guys like that. Right. Right. That's a, that's, that's a good hit. That's a clean hit. Um, Bennington get the start, uh, versus the Islanders last night. Uh, he made, uh, played really well. 23 saves, 25 shots. Um, Everly scored in the first for the Islanders. The Blues challenged this for goaltender interference. Thoughts on the call? Because I, when I first saw this, I'm watching this with my kids, and I'm and they're eating dinner. I'm watching it. And I'm like, okay, watch this, guys. They're gonna they're gonna overturn this because the uh, the stick the stick pushed Bennington's uh, pad into the net, uh, and uh, and then they put the rebound in after. So that shouldn't be a goal. And then they reviewed it, and they they called it a goal. And I was I was really shocked. I, I I thought there was more than enough contact with a stick pushing the pad in the goal, even though the puck was right there. Uh, you still can't push the pad in the net. Uh, that's the way I saw it. Did you guys? How did you guys see that uh, that play? So so the way that I see it is there's two questions here, and, and it's with every goal. Um, should it have been a goal? And do you think it should have been a goal? Should it have been a goal? With goalie interference, there's no answer to that question. The NHL has been way too inconsistent on that call. Mm -hmm. Um, When I saw it, my initial reaction was actually the opposite of yours. It was, 
okay, that's that's not goalie interference. That's uh, that's a clean play. But then as I watched more replays, I thought, you know what? I have seen that goal called back before. So I don't know. I don't know which one this, this way is going to go. And now the question that I'll answer, do you think it should have been a goal? I do think it should have been a goal. I don't like that type of goalie interference. I don't think it's – I don't. I mean, I, yes, it hinders the goalie, and, and maybe Bill will have a, a better explanation about this. But, yes, it hinders the goalie, but I also think that's kind of part of hockey. Um, and I'm okay with that play. I'm okay with a guy's stick kind of making a, a little bit of contact with the goalie before the puck goes in. So I, I was okay with the goal call, but it, if you're asking the question, should it have counted? Nobody can answer that question, including NHL referees. Well, I, I, I don't think uh, whether it, I don't think that should come into play at all. Whether it, you know, whether you think it should be a goal, I, I, I'm based on the the rules. I, that I'm just, I'm just going by based on how things should be called, based on the. And rule I'll book. agree with you, but right. again, you you look at how it's been called this year and the year before. Oh, it's it's terribly inconsistent. No consistency. Oh, it's, you, it's awful. Go back to Jake Allen in Boston yeah. three years ago. Right. Since that point. It's oh, been out the window. I, I what know. is goalie interference? Yeah, a knows. guy completely knocking him 15 feet away from the goal. It's not goalie interference. Okay, then there is no, there is no clear I, definition of this. Uh, that said, let me rebut to Jeff here. I don't ever want you playing defensive. That's what you believe, buddy. <laughs> I, I, I don't want you being my defenseman. If if you think it's okay for a guy to push my pad and get me off balance and to a point where I can't make a save. Uh, As to me, no, listen, if guy does that and I'm playing defense, I'm knocking his ass on the ground. But as a guy who wants to score goals, I'm going to do that every chance I get to a goalie. Yeah. But here, here, I think the question that needs to be asked with this is that did, uh, was the stick, did the, did the stick knock the goalie off balance to the point where he couldn't make the save? Yes. And I think the, the he pushed his pad into the net, sliding his his pad in the net, and he's down, and therefore can't be he's not in position to make the save on the rebound. Right. I I thought that the question that the review answered was that he didn't push the puck into the net, not that he didn't. I, but they I, reviewed I, right. I thought they reviewed the wrong. I, I mean, they, I, it seemed like. But they, but when they when they announced there was a challenge, they said it's for goaltender interference. Right, right. But I don't think they answered that question. I, I, what what do they say when they when they had the ruling? I didn't even catch it. Yeah, just. Yeah. See, there I, was no goaltender interference on the play. It's a good goal. See, but I yeah, think that's but, all they but, said. I mean, you've seen some pretty ticky tack goaltender interference this season too. I mean. And you've seen some stuff that is like, oh my god, why wasn't that called? This this isn't an oh my god. No, it's but this it's, is a this it's, is it's gray area. Yeah, I'll, I'll give uh, you that. It's it's gray area only because I think that maybe they took into consideration that okay, he didn't do it on purpose or he wasn't pushing his pad in the net because the I don't know I don't know what I don't know what they were, I'm I'm trying to speculate on what they were trying to what they were thinking, but to I. To I, me, he caused Bennington not to be able to make the save. I think he caused and him he enough, right? And he didn't have a a play on the puck. And Bennington right away jumped up and mm-hmm. said and right. complained about it. So I mean, yeah, I, who knows if he makes the save if he doesn't get pushed? Um, but there was contact. 
I think that's where maybe our differs or we differ here then because I I don't know I I don't know it's hard for me to say I mean we all know that when you're on the ice things happen too quickly but it's hard for me to say but I I looked at that play and I said I don't think that was enough to cause him to go off balance and not make the save but I know others saw it differently well I know when he pushed his pad his pad his his skate was off the ice he when when he when he, he got a stick under his pad and his pad was no longer on the ice. So there was nothing to stop him from sliding back in the net farther. So I, I, he he literally moved Bennington. So now what now if 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 now if you're asking me should that be a rule? Should that kind of a play, you know, that be goal interference? That's a different question. But I think uh you know, unless it wants to be explained to me differently, I I I think you know, I don't know. I, All right, I'm going to rewatch the goal. Maybe I, I saw know. it. I, well, to, when you watch it, see if you can. I, I, I I'll, maybe I'll watch it again because I was wrong about the Ovechkin thing. Maybe, maybe I, I saw it wrong when I replayed oh, no. it. <laughs> Kurt was wrong once. But, now he's going to be wrong all the no, time. No, I'm just, I'm just saying that that when you watch it, uh, I forgot whose stick it was that was there. But uh, Anders Lee. Okay, uh, his stick, I, it goes under his pad and and pushes Allen's pad back in the, uh, Bennington's pad back in the net. Where his his skate and his pad are off the ice, so there's nothing he can't stop himself from moving back into the goal a little bit farther. So I, that's that's what I saw. I don't I there was and that that then they scored right after, which to me was a no brainer. I thought for sure they would say no goal, but anyway. Watching it. I am. Can you hear it? I can. <laughs> You let me know what you think when you see it. Sorry, I didn't know you... Why can you hear that? That's not right. And do you have the express written consent of the New York Islanders? Yeah, dude. Or St. Louis Blues? Sorry, Islanders. Sorry, Blues. I'm going to mute my mic and watch it. All right, hang on. No, go go ahead and continue with the show. Well, Prawn scored with 6.07 to go in the game to tie it at 1-1. So that was a... This was a really good game. I thought the Blues played a really good road game. Yeah. Here, I thought um, on uh, back-to-back nights. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Fan, I mean, against a really good team, back-to-back nights against a good team in their building um, to outplay the Islanders. Uh, Leonard, and when did it become Leonard? Was it wasn't Laner? Yeah. Whatever. I mean, everyone says Leonard now. Yeah. I thought it was Laner. Um, but Leonard <laughs> played very well. Um, both teams I thought played good. I thought that I thought the Blues yeah. had the, the Blues had the better of the play. They earned that game. They they earned that 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 two points but they didn't get two points yeah um i think even the the islanders broadcasters said oh as much yep they did yeah, they I said think. that yeah they said uh, i'm not sure if the islanders deserve these two points but uh, we'll take them <laughs> all right hey bill um just want to point out it's, it's your turn to be wrong because i was wrong i just i just rewatched it yeah uh kurt you're right he does push his stick enough to where he can't yeah I, can we edit the podcast where nobody hears how dumb I sounded earlier? <laughs> uh, Jake Allen's mask said our D man was tangled up with Anders Lee, which adds a factor to it. I don't, I don't think our, so. Our I, defenseman I, didn't push him into. Yeah, him. I, I think our defense would have to push him into him, and I'm not sure that was. It's still his stick though, and and I don't. I'm not. Sh- Rewatch it again, Jeff. Was uh, was our defenseman uh, a factor in pushing him into the goal? In no, he wasn't. He was okay. actually trying to push him out of the goal. Okay, well. Who yeah. was that defenseman? Bo Meester. Mm, oh. Ooh. <laughs> well, honestly, though, he, Bo Meester, it, he So, Jay Bo Meester well. did the right thing. Jay Bo Meester did the right thing. He, he was trying to keep him off the goalie right. instead of pushing him into the goalie. So, by there, right there, I think 
just karma awards that decision to the blues if if the world is a just place uh, the uh, very nice play by O'Reilly to Perron oh. uh, to to tie that game with God. six minutes to go. My God, so fan fucking test. That, that so, was so bang bang. I didn't even know what happened. Yeah, like the puck was in the back of the net, and I was like, "Did they just score?" <laughs> yeah. So we didn't we didn't talk at all about Perron's goal against the power play goal against Washington, or not a uh, not Perron uh, Tarasenko's O'Reilly. Oh. The work that he did behind the net on Niskanen yeah. was it just completely outfought him. He, Fantastic. He had he didn't have the better of the position, but he worked for it. Yeah. Completely outworked him and found Tarasenko, who had the <laughs> best <laughs> shot he's had all fucking season. He also had a day and a half to pick uh, it right. But I, and when he had that play, I'm like, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it, fucking shoot the goddamn puck. <laughs> <laughs> and then he picks the quarter. He does better than he uh, through, has through all the defenseman's season. legs. God, it's beautiful. And that is, I, I I tweeted that out. That's how you fucking pick a corner. Yeah. Um. Unst- I mean, unless you're at the top of the crease, you're not stopping that puck. Yeah. So uh, that was yeah beauty beauty shot. Yeah. But O'Reilly, both of those goals set up from behind yep. the goal line. Yeah. And great passes. Yeah. And uh, I I don't I don't know I mean, I don't I don't give a shit. What the Buffalo fans say about? Oh yeah, Riley, just wait, just wait, just wait. Fuck that shit. Fuck. He's fucking amazing. He's he has he, been hands down our best player. Anybody that I don't give a fuck how uh, uh, how well Thompson pans out uh, or or the draft pick they got. Pat, I don't give a shit. That, that, that O'Reilly, we stole him from Buffalo. Yeah. That is, I don't, he, he could be half the player he is. How's Patrick Berglund work out there <laughs> he, for you? O'Reilly could be half the player he is now, and he we'd still have won that trade. Mm-hmm. God. Uh, yeah, and, and you know, it's funny, though. You think back, uh, yeah, Buffalo fans saying that about O'Reilly, more so than any we've had before, but you think about uh, Shen. When Shen was acquired, yeah. Flyers fans were saying, Oh wait! Just wait! Just, just wait, wait! Just wait! Well, guess what? We're still waiting for both yeah. these guys to do something wrong, and they haven't. I know. I, I don't get it. I just <laughs> Patrick Berkeley is out of the league, and Yuri Latera is going to prison. <laughs> see, we can say, see, we were right. We said with Latera, it's like, oh god, Latera. Oh no, guys, you don't know. No. And uh, and Berkeley's like, mm, yeah. I mean, I I don't think you're. You're not. You didn't get fair return for O'Reilly. I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, I know you got the pick, and I know you got the. You know, you, Thompson was the best player in the whole deal, I think, and and he's not panning out yet. So, whatever. Well, I, he's panning out better than Berglund or Saboka. True. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh. Uh, and uh, Philpola scores uh, a minute thirty-seven into OT. Uh, this was this was this blew up Blues Twitter. Uh, Dunn's turnover uh, to start overtime, basically. Yeah. Uh, drop pass, and apparently. Uh, <laughs> blues Twitter uh, does not want do not want the Blues to make any more drop passes ever because people are like, see, this is why drop passes are terrible. Like, you're 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 never gonna get rid of drop passes in the NHL. That's, that's, <laughs> it, it, it's not, but the Blues it was use a bad, it to a fault. Well, here's the deal. Yes, yes, Here, that's here, what I was gonna say. Here's the deal, though, is that they don't. Everyone's hating on the drop pass. They don't fucking hate drop passes. You're you're saying it wrong. You hate bad decisions. Drop passes are fine in the right situation, but, but the Blues use it. They the, overuse it all the well, time. Uh, well, you, you get see on the power play. He, well, he, you see, you see drop passes all the time on three on three because it's so much open ice. 
I mean, not in your own zone, though. But it was. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that was a good play at the time. I'm saying drop passes in general are fine, but just be smart. Any play, be smart about when you make any pass. Yeah, that's that's become a Blues breakout strategy. Is defenseman carries it up, drop passes. Defenseman carries it up, drop passes. You know who does that? Subban. Subban does that too. Subban. Subban comes to center, turns around. Well, not drop pass. He turns around and passes it. Just gets backwards for a few strides. It's just I I don't yeah, like it. I mean I I'm, I listen, so Kurt. I'm with you. You know, it's an effective play if you use it correctly. The Blues use it. I mean, five out of ten breakouts. I mean, the well, that's teams are reading that. And that, and that to me, that's more of a bad decision. I think I, I, it's it's like any play. If you use it in the wrong situation, it's not going to work. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but uh, it, they use it. Whatever the percentage is, if it's fifty percent or greater, they use it so often that it's predictable. And teams have started picking them off. And that that was the worst, the the least opportune time to do that at the beginning of overtime, and the Blues couldn't get a fucking change. It, it, it was it was it was a bad turnover, but the thing is that, that didn't lose us the game. That didn't that because the goal happened a minute thirty seven later. Yeah, but they <laughs> but had the same I understand, guys I, were on the ice. I understand that. I understand that they could have made a change earlier, because. When the Islanders changed, the Blues could have gotten a couple guys off, and they didn't do it. They chose not to because there was there, the, the Islanders were making a change, and the Blues had the chance to, and they chose to stay on. I thought, oh, this would be interesting because they could have changed there, and they didn't do it. They could have got one guy off at least. They didn't do it. So, And then all of a sudden, you know, was it uh, 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 Schwartz, Dunn, and who else was on? O'Reilly to start the overtime? Yes. I think so. So yep. first off, okay, first off, I I'm I have no problem with Dunn playing in overtime. I, I don't. But to me, the guy, the defenseman I want in overtime to play as much as possible is uh Pareko. I want him to start overtime and to play over half the overtime. That's I that's what I want. I want him on there because he's one of our fastest skaters, the biggest stride. He's a good he's he's on a roll recently and he's got fantastic the, the best offensive instincts of all of our defensemen. I don't know why. I don't know why he doesn't start every overtime for us. Yeah, I. I mean, I'm. I listen. That I'm to get back to the play real quick is that I. That okay, bad decision. Yes, I mean we can argue about the drop pass all day, but yeah, that was, you know, and that's into your point why I'm kind of bringing it back to this play. I don't think Pareko makes that play. We've seen we've seen Vince Dunn make plays like that. And I'm, you know, and I'm fine with him getting overtime time. I mean, he's a good offensive defenseman usually makes the right play. That was just stupidity on his part. He, he wasn't thinking, I guess when he made that play, but yeah, I mean, I think Pareko, he's such a smooth skater. He's smart with the puck and I hate to, to make this comparison, but we've talked about it before with the puck. I think he's got a lot of the smarts that you saw in Chris Pronger. Um, that's really the only, that's where the comparisons end for me, but, um, you know, he's a smart player with the puck. So yeah, I think in in a situation like that, you're not seeing Pareko make that play. And honestly, I think most defensemen on the team aren't making that play. That was just a boneheaded decision by Dunn, but, but I'm with you. Pareko should start overtime every game. There's no reason why he shouldn't. Yeah. I I think you want to get him the most, uh, the most time in overtime as possible. And to do that, you start him in overtime. I, that's. I, I don't. I'm not sure. I, I, like I said, I'm not against playing Dunn in overtime. He's a fantastically offensive-minded defenseman. But yeah, Pareko is the guy I'm going with. He's just he's faster. 
Pareko and O'Reilly should be getting the majority of the, the overtime. Oh, yeah. Pareko is like the perfect overtime defenseman to me. He's fast. He's big. He's got a long reach. He's offensive-minded. He can he can pull off uh, going end to end. I I don't I don't yeah I, that's that's a no brainer to me. Um, and there was a on uh, Filippo's goal there was a done. Okay, and so Twitter was all over uh, done for two reasons the, the the pass and then the line change, which you see this often. Uh, a team shorthanded or trying to make a line change or a guy with a broken stick who doesn't have a stick tries to get to the bench, uh, tries to gamble and get to the bench and, and get a stick or, or make a line change. Uh, so the blues aren't, uh, so the team's not outnumbered on a rush. Um, this didn't work for Dunn. He went to the bench and they came in two on one um, and everyone's all over Dunn. I'm not, and I tweeted this out. I'm not so quick to be all over Dunn for this. I, I mean, chances are the bench was calling him over to make a change. That happens a lot. Um, I don't know that for a fact in this case in particular, but it happens a lot where the bench will yell at a player, come on, come on, come on, come on, get off. And uh, that could have been the case, and he could have been following orders to make a line change. So I, it was not a, it was not a good change. But I don't know if it was on him or on the bench. Yeah, he definitely wasn't on the same page with most of the team, though. I mean, from not, the drop pass to, yeah, to no, that. No. I mean, no. it just well, it's, it, he, it wasn't even so much with the team. It was there was a guy right. It just he passed it right to him. So it was like, yeah. I mean, there was a defenseman back there on the other side of the <laughs> the Islanders player, but yeah, it was not a good overtime. No, we never had the puck. Well, we had the puck for the first like ten seconds. Until he gave it away. Right. And never got it back. Never got it back. Yeah. But all good things come to an end. Well, we were trailing going to the third. Yeah. And uh, you know what? I'm, uh, you know, I got to just be happy they got a point. Well, here's the deal. There's, there's, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm happy they got the point because they've got, they've got five out of the last six points, which is great. But, you know, you could say, well, we're trailing on the road against a really good team. And uh, in the third period, and we got a point. That's good. However, on the other hand, we really outplayed the team mm-hmm. and deserved two points. So, yeah, happy to get a point in one respect, but then ah, it's frustrating not to get the second point because you really deserved it. Well, and something we've all we've all three of us bitched about in the past too is is that you know we're sick of of having the excuse of well the other goalie just stood on his head, but honestly in this game. I'm okay with it because I thought the Blues goaltending was solid. Yeah. And when you have a, a good game of goaltending, um, it's it's okay. I mean, it, you know, you, it, it, the other goalie's, you know, outmatching the other goalie, and then the other goalie makes a save the other goalie wouldn't have made. And it's back and forth, and it's it's just beautiful hockey to watch. So for me, it's a lot, it's a lot easier to swallow the pill that the other goalie stood on his head when your goalie did the same thing. I'd much rather see a nothing nothing one to one goaltender duel where both guys are shutting the other guys down other team down as opposed to a five seven, five six. game seven six game yes yeah yes, I, I, that to me that's so much more suspenseful 
Like who's going to break through? Who's going to break through? Three people on the planet to think that way. Oh, I can't. I, it's 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 like who's going to break through first? Who's going to get that that goal that nobody can get in this game? And it's so it's just so much more exciting when it happens because finally you got one, and it's the game winner two to one in overtime or whatever. Right. I mean, the the best example from from my hockey watching memories of that is going back to the Flyers Penguins game that went seven overtimes. Yes. We went Wasn't that like 5-5 five, five or something? Was wasn't it was it like 3 4-3 three, three? Three was, three was the final. Okay. I think. All right. But so you oh, had yeah. you had goals in regulation but then you had more than two games yeah. of overtime played without a goal scored. I, and it, God, that was the most exciting hockey I have ever seen in my life. I guess the sudden death aspect. Of yeah. It oh yeah. Adds to it, but I, I have but a, yeah. I have a good I, that that game. I was, uh, I turned it on right when the first overtime started. And I thought, oh man, I missed a good game so far, and well, at least I'll see the end of it. And I saw six periods of hockey after that. It was so great. I called, I called my cousin. I'm like, hey, the Flyers, uh, Penguins games in overtime. I'm gonna turn it on. Okay, turns it on. And I'm like, yeah, you, you never know in the playoff. That's why the NHL playoffs are are the best uh, yeah. mini playoffs ever. I mean, not even close. Yeah. Because you get shit like that that just is amazing. So it was uh, Ken Reggett was in net for uh, Pittsburgh, and it was Primo. Oh, it was Barrasso. Was it Barrasso? Reggett? Was it Reggett? I thought it was Reggett. Okay. And, um, I forget who was in goal for Philly. Because uh, 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 Primo, yeah, Primo scored. Uh, no, I may, you may be right. It might have been Robert Ash. It was Primo, Primo that got the game winner. Primo, who's kid, just backstopped the USA to the silver medal. And was it six overtime? Uh, who scored? Who was the goal? That game I definitely remember. 5 Classic. I, I fell asleep in the second overtime, and I woke up in the sixth overtime and was like, oh, nice. I didn't miss anything. Uh, Tugnut. Well, oh, Tugnut. That's who it was. Was he? Yeah. The, was he the best? Yeah, Tugnut. Tugnut was the the goalie for the Penguins. <laughs> One of the best names ever. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Jake Allen's mask says in the YouTube. Oh, uh, says uh, Blues didn't didn't look tired on a back to back for once. Which yeah, that's they did look good. Um, I thought the same thing. Against a good team in their building. That should not be uh, uh, underscored. Uh, cannot be underscored enough. Brian Luck says, "I think the Blues should start Billington more." <laughs> and Deanna Walker says, uh, "Hashtag Why not Billington?" <laughs> is it, isn't he dead yet? <laughs> I'll cross him off then. <laughs> this guy's dead. I'll cross him off then. <laughs> oh, Craig Billington. <laughs> uh, former Quebec Nordiqueer. Oh, so so yeah. So the Blues did not look tired on a back to back. Played a hell of a game. Yeah. Got a point out of it. Probably should have got two. Not going to complain. No. Tomorrow night they go into Boston. Boston's on the back to back. David Backus was a fucking healthy scratch tonight for Boston. I know. I know. He is going that, to kill the Blues tomorrow. That's crazy. That's quite the maiden voyage for him. He's not used to something like that. He's going to score like six goals and have 20 penalty minutes. Who starts tomorrow? Uh, Bennington. You think I, so? I think you got to go Bennington. Jeff? 
it's got to be Bennington, but I do fear I think it's going to be Allen. I I have no fucking clue who's going to start tomorrow. I, I I'd like to see Bennington start. I think. Uh, uh, but Allen's so good on the road. Yeah, that's true. He's he is the best. He has the he has the best road goals against average and save percentage. I think it is in the league. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the worst home. <laughs> right. And then we're home for one game Saturday night against Ottawa. It's an early start. Yeah. And then, so, fuck, play Allen tomorrow night, Bennington Saturday night, and then they're on the West Coast. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna say, I'm going to say Allen. Yeah, you're, it's on the road. You And, yeah, you go with Allen, I think. I, I, he, Allen played well against Washington again. And he's in, like, like I'm not going to be upset. Like Jeff said earlier. <laughs> He's getting pushed right now. Yeah, that's true. And I'm, I actually, I won't. Right now, based on how all things considered, I'm not going to be upset whoever they they no. they announce the starter. But I, yeah, I, I'm leaning. I think they'll go Allen. The, the more I think about it, the it's got to be Allen. The road thing, it's got to be. You got to. I want to. I want to see Bennington, but I think it's going to be Allen. Yeah. Same. Same. Okay. Uh, Jake Allen's mask says, uh, I made a prediction that Allen gets a shutout or at least a win on Twitter. He thrives with competition. Well, is it a jinx if you say shut up before the game starts? My God, what are you doing? <laughs> it's, and it's a Jake, and it's a, it's a goaltender's uh, a handle. He should know better than to call shutout before a game starts. Uh, uh, we talked about Bo Meester. Um, Perron, 12 game. Point scoring streak, yeah. right? I, it's, I mean, leads the team in goals with 17, second on the team in assists with 17. He's second on the team in points with 34. Current 12-game streak, six goals, nine assists. Uh, playing great on O'Reilly's line. Makes uh, he's, he's – you know, the thing is that he's been taking fewer penalties too. I broke this down into his season in three segments. Uh, so he's second on the team with 36 penalty minutes this season, which is high. But, so the first 13 games of the season started off really well. A lot of points, right? Um, he had two penalties in the first 13 games, 11 points. Next 19 games, he had 13 penalties, only 8 points. Last 12 games, 3 penalties, 15 points. So, stop taking penalties. And play with, uh, and play with O'Reilly. <laughs> yeah, play, I mean, that definitely helps. But, but yeah, you know, let me ask you guys, does this not seem like the quietest 12-game point streak in the history of the NHL. Well, he's got it, most of them. I think it's was 15 points in 12 games, and most so most of the games were just one point. And ha, and he's got nine assists. So yeah, but I'm, what I'm saying is like you know we, I don't know if you guys have the NHL app installed on your phone, but anytime any other player goes on a six, seven, eight game point streak, you're getting texts about it every night. I don't think I've gotten one about Perron. Well, Perron is not a not an elite player, and the Blues are not in the playoff hunt. It's not a big city. I mean, it's it, it's it's a, the equivalent of a of a team from Florida, uh, a player from Florida going on a ten game streak. It's like, man, I mean, I, maybe. You don't think they publicize it if Kucherov did? Uh, for Tampa Bay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, he's a superstar. I mean, I, I, I'm saying is that I I think if, if, if I don't if, if I don't think Piran is that. I think I'm not saying they shouldn't. They should. They should highlight this. Um, but I, I I think it's just you know based on where the Blues are on the standings and and who's doing it. If Ovechkin had it, you know they'd talk about it. But well, regardless of coverage, he's 
Oh, yeah. He's played very well. I mean, remember, he was a healthy scratch just, yep. just what, 14 games ago? And they talk about the healthy scratch. He, he was he got the healthy scratch because of his penalties. Right. Yes. I mean, that's, yep. that's why right. he got it. And, and then Steen didn't. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. For the same reason. Right. But, but in the last Arma 12 games. In the form of another concussion or whatever, but. And since he's come back from the uh, the healthy scratch, he's only taken three penalties. Right, and he's he's playing such a focused, potent offensive game. This is some of the best offense I've seen him play. Yeah, honestly, I he, mean, he obviously Blue Saints have seen, seen him a lot. Of his seasons here yeah, in St. Louis. He's yeah, he's been he, he's not he's uh, fantastic in uh, circling the zone. I love it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he'll just hit one hand on the stick, body between the defender and, and the puck. And uh, he's a bitch to get the puck from. He just kind of circles around, waiting for an opening, waiting for an opening. And uh, he'll go all the way around the entire zone and then uh, kind of just dish it off yeah. and uh, until something opens up. So yeah. and, he's, and he's going to the net. We're um, back to the game against Dallas, and he knows he's up against Roman Polak and just one hand around, <laughs> stick it a little lower slot, throw a shot on goal. Because, you know, Polak's not going to get between you with the net. No. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, he's, I, I don't think, uh, uh, anybody can complain about, uh, his play, his production this season has no. been really good. No, so. he, he was, he was a, a brilliant signing. Great and, for Armstrong to bring him back. And it's funny cause I know some people said that, uh, on Twitter that, uh, you know, about who were uh, some were happy that the blues signed him initially and others weren't. And someone posted a screenshot of all the comments after the Blues assigned signed Perron, and a bunch of people were, no, 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 no. Well, the reason I think that was is because, again, I just I just mentioned that Perron's not that elite superstar player, that, 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 that jaw drop, oh, my God, look who we got kind of guy, which it turns out it's a fantastic signing. But uh, I think – that reaction was not so much a, 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 a diss on Perron. It's more of like, okay, where's the where's the big signing we're do, we're doing? You know what I mean? Where's the and O'Reilly came later, but I think that that was the reason for the. Is this all we're doing? I mean, because I had that same reaction. I, I like I've always liked Perron. I, I always have. Um, he had he's had his issues with his penalties, but. Um, I've always liked him, but I I think that the reaction was, and I had this that, okay, well, that's fine, but but where's the big one? You know, where's it? I mean, Armstrong made a lot of promises, and we're gonna change this. We're gonna turn this around. Where's the guy that right. we're getting? And I thought that that was more the reaction to uh, Bozak. Bozak. Yeah, maybe. Well, it was Bo was Bozak was first, right? Right. Bozak was first, then Perron, and we're like. What the fuck? Yeah. And <laughs> Where's then, the big name? Right then, by the time everybody, because this is what, uh, like, Fourth of July, right? Right. That was those arcs. Yeah, and so by the time that everybody was already into their uh, third, fourth beer uh, or uh, third, fourth case, whatever, uh, people had uh, given up on it. Then the O'Reilly news yep. broke. Uh, Jake Allen's mask says Perron doesn't do what he's done without number 90. Oh, I'm not yeah. disagreeing. Yeah, without Sashkinov, he's just, oh, wait. <laughs> I think, you know what? I, I think you can say about a lot of players. I mean, you, it's, it's, it's hard to be a one man team in this league. I mean, you get, you need support on your lines, and O'Reilly's been fantastic. I mean, he makes everybody better. 
So mm. stuff stuff clicks. Yeah. Look at the uh, Kane and Panarin. They were fantastic. Although they can do it by themselves. That's a different story. <laughs> They're elite. Yeah. <clears throat> um uh, we talked about Pareko being fantastic, a Bowmaster being fantastic, uh a lot of good stuff to talk about, which is which is nice. Yeah, it's listen, optimism. Is that what this I, is? I you know what? I mean, it, we are we are we started the show off with the where we are on the standings and we're four points out of a wild card spot, five points out of the third place with Colorado falling apart. Free falling. They're t- yeah, two wins in the last nine yeah. or no eleven games. It's so. an avalanche of shit in Colorado. <laughs> oh, I feel so bad for Kronky. Uh I don't. <laughs> so I, I, there, I mean, we're, we're, games in hand too. So we're, if we keep winning, we'll be there. Just got to keep winning. And and uh, Colorado lost tonight. Is that right? They lost. Ooh, that's what uh, Jake Allen's mask said. So, uh, God damn. Yeah, it's. I, I mean, we talked about it at the start of the show, Kurt. That yep. uh, you know, yeah, they they've got teams to climb, but they're playing. I mean, they're playing Anaheim uh, coming up here. They got a couple other games coming up against some Western Conference foes. You get some wins there, and I mean, they're right back in it. Which, I mean, you would have said this three weeks ago. I would have laughed in your face. So not only did Colorado lose tonight, they lost to Ottawa. Yeah. Five to two. You know, here's the deal: is that if we can get past Boston, I mean, uh, we've got Ottawa, L.A., and Anaheim coming up. Yeah. So, but the thing is that it's important to get those points because after that, we got Columbus, and then Florida. But then Tampa Bay, Nashville, play well against Florida. No. We well, okay. So Columbus, Florida, Tampa Bay, Nashville, Nashville. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. So, yeah, and Columbus will be fun to watch because it'll be Sergey Bobrovsky facing off against his former team, right? <laughs> if all goes well. <laughs> and then New Jersey, and then Arizona, and then Colorado, Minnesota. Toronto, Dallas, Boston, Minnesota, Nashville. So there's there's a few tough games coming up in a row here. Four or five tough games in a row. So it, it's really important to to close out this month with some wins. I mean, at least – what Boston, Ottawa, L.A., Anaheim—at least three, uh, three or four win. I mean, that's what you want, right? Yeah, Boston's going to be a tough one. I know, but that—that'll be the tough one. I think the rest of those, they could. I mean, listen, we we keep saying all year, you know, stop saying they're easy games because these teams are heavy in the standings. But at this point, not very far. And then your team like L.A. is far below the Blues in the standings. Yeah, right. And well, L.A. is uh, they're they're four, five, and one in the last ten. And uh, Anaheim uh, is obviously building that we don't usually play well in. No, yeah, that's true. LA Boston, is... So Boston, though, so they lost tonight, four to three. Backus is a healthy scratch. They played uh, Monday night, um, Montreal, um, big game in Boston. I loved seeing it. Montreal wearing the the Reds in uh, TD Garden. Uh, it's throwback to the eighties and nineties, uh, but. Uh, Boston tied it in a late power play goal by David Krejci in the last minute with the goalie pulled, and they lost it in overtime on a Jeff Petrie backhand swat out of the air. I thought Montreal really outplayed them in that game. They didn't look great, and uh, Bacchus was a non-factor, and 
I just I'm afraid of what he's going to do tomorrow night after getting healthy scratched. I haven't paid much attention to his play recently. No. Has he been? I I I haven't honestly. He, he looks very slow. I I honestly don't know what his numbers are, but I've seen a couple Bruins games lately, and I, he just I mean he did. I hate to make the comparison, but we talked about Pat Maroon last week. That's probably how Bruins fans are talking about Bacchus. So his uh, his game log here, you know, he's got a goal and assist his last six games. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know how he's playing though. I haven't watched the games. Can't comment on his individual gameplay necessarily. Yeah, I don't take time to watch Boston games unless they're playing teams that I like, because <laughs> I don't like the Bruins. Why is that? You a Canadians uh, fan? Canadians fan, <laughs> anti-Boston sports anything fan. Yeah, me. Yeah, I used to like the Bruins actually a long time ago, and I just kind of just Cam Neely. I mean, uh, yeah, that's that's the back in the Neely days yeah. and the and the Bork days. I used to like. Uh, yeah. Like how how could you not like it? Moog, Andy Moog. Moog. Yeah. I was a big Seabass fan. Yeah. <laughs> Kick his ass, Seabass. <laughs> Halak played tonight. Uh, looks like we get Rask. No, Rask played tonight. Yeah, but, so we'll get Halak and Bacchus to destroy us tomorrow night. Rask did play tonight. I, I watched part of the game. He was playing, right? He was in net. I thought. Yeah. Wasn't he? I believe so. Couturier had the hat trick for uh, Philly. Let me pull this up real quick here. Scores. You want to say that one again there, Bill? Couturier? I could tell you struggled the first time. yeah. <laughs> you had some beers. No, I only had one beer. Shouldn't have said that after I had a drink. Sounds like uh, like uh, Don Cherry trying to say Kokiniemi. Halak was in that tonight. I could have. I don't know why I thought it was Rask. Okay. Did he give up all four? He yeah, but uh, Rask didn't play. Halak yeah. was the only one that played. Wow, you could you were wrong twice tonight. I yeah. Well, that's there's a blue moon out tonight too. <laughs> but it's not a super blood wolf moon. Mm. That's Sunday. So I guess we will get Rask. ESPN says Halak started, gave up all four goals. Yep. That is also what NHL.com says. Um, we'll, uh, I tweet out a link uh, if you guys want to join us for like uh, just a few minutes here. And uh, if you want to talk about goaltending, uh, Bennington or Allen, who do you want to see tomorrow? Um, at LGB Radio is the Twitter account. The link is there if you want to. Click on it and join us on Hangouts on YouTube chat. Um, I don't have any social media fails, even though there's there's Plenty. probably a ton, because uh, usually the 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 good stuff is after a win because people are always finding something to complain about. <laughs> yeah, it is funny seeing the the tweets about that people have been putting out about you know. Uh, after Allen's win and then Bennington's loss, I mean, people talking about, oh, you know, why are we so divided? We should just be happy to see this team playing well. And um, it's true, but I think I see more of those than people actually being negative. <laughs> How many my support has never wavered this entire season tweets for their <laughs> yeah, baloney. <laughs> the, I, I mean, I'm sure every team has its fair share of uh, roller coaster bipolar fans, but on our on our the Let's Go Blues dot com forums, there was a bipolar meter for a while, 
because Blues fans just were so bipolar. They just, they, I mean, after a win, we're winning the cup. After a loss, God, we fucking suck so bad. It was Blues just for Hughes. Oh my God. It was just every, it was just living by the game to game is awful. Uh, Jake Osmas says, I joined, but I can't give away my identity or something like that. You don't have to show video, just do audio. Yeah. You could hide your audio, hide your voice. Hide your voice. That wouldn't yeah. make any sense. <laughs> that would distort your voice. Ah, distort. Hide your voice is bad radio. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> We've Fine. already had enough of that today. You, Thanks you to can me. talk to us in sign language. Uh, well, there's a handful of folks watching. If you guys want to join up, we'll, uh, we'll have just a few more minutes and we're going to take off. Hosers. Hosers. Take off, hoser. Yeah. That sounds good to me. I'm ready for bed. Yeah. Uh, you're an hour earlier, aren't you? Or later. Yeah, it's uh, 12.13 here right now. So what is the internet tax for uh, uh, the mafia in New Jersey? It's pretty high. If you guys want to hear a quick uh, uh, story about my uh, my journey out here, um, I, uh, so I drove to New Jersey this time, uh, which is crazy. It was Four, well, about 15 hours after the snowstorm I hit in Pennsylvania, um, one of the one of the, the tolls did not have a ticket for me to take. So then uh, I went to the second toll uh, about 100 miles away, and uh, they were like, oh, if you don't have a ticket, we have to charge you for the full fare. $37. <laughs> I was like, are you fucking kidding me? For their mistake. Yep. Wow. Yep. You should have oh. just said, uh, I'm sorry, guys. My name is Jeremy Roenick. Yeah. <laughs> that, that doesn't make any sense. She it, had... it, it, was, it was on the Philadelphia side. So I'm like, if, if I say I'm friends with Claude Giroux, can I get out of this? Yeah. Wasn't it Roenick that like he never paid and he I just think... drove through the express lane and <laughs> did have a pass? I think so, yeah. Mm. <laughs> How how what did you how'd you react? What'd you say? I don't get mad at people for doing their jobs, but yeah, I mean, I was, I was like, well, I know my eyes got really wide, and I'm like, really? Are you sure that's right? Yeah, unfortunately, that's the full tool, tool, man. I'm like, oh my god. I think the perfect soundbite to play here would be the Steve Buscemi from Fargo. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I decided not to park here. I decided not to take the trip. <laughs> Big man with your king clip on tie. See, I think you should have said something like this. Oh, that's what I thought you'd say, you dumb fucking horse. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, I guess we will uh, bid everyone adieu. 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 Yep. Uh, Adieu. Next, to be fair. Next show, uh, let's see, the Blues play Anaheim on Wednesday the 23rd. So maybe a Tuesday the 22nd or a Thursday the 24th uh, show. Um, there's a 3 o'clock game on a Monday. Is that a holiday? Yeah, it's Martin Luther, uh, King, Martin Luther King Day. I, I, I think we're off that day. I'm off that day. I think I am. God, it sucks to not be off and have a blues game be going on for a couple hours before you have work. Work I'll for still a be national in New financial institution, you'll be off all major holidays. Well, I, we're off quite a bit. I'm not complaining about our days off. I got, I got a lot, but yeah. I don't, Columbus Day, I'm not. Really. You have Columbus Day? No. No. 
It's not a major holiday. I we so it's. Yeah, Pulaski Day. Oh hell no! <laughs> Groundhog Day. I, I don't. I don't. Live, I don't work in Illinois. No. All Saints Day. No. Good Friday. Okay. You have Bad Tuesday. <laughs> I don't know that I just made that up. Fat Tuesday. Fat, Fat Tuesday. Tuesday. Fat. Sorry, Fat Tuesday. No. Black Friday. <laughs> I always take it off so we right. can go drink. That's right. It's drinking Friday. <laughs> it's drinking Friday. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I think this what, show's done. What a good way to end the show, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that will that'll do it. For Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. That will conclude this week's broadcast of Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone. Let's go blues. Let's go blues. Bob, 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 Bob Rofsky. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one, now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again, they're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friends.